Aloha and welcome to UHA's Connecting the Dots podcast. I'm Kaino Carlson of Hi Now. Today we'll be connecting the dots with some of UHA's doctors and other guests on various health and wellness topics and tips. Connecting the Dots starts now. Today, we're connecting the dots on moving more for better health with Terry Dietz. Terry Dietz earned a degree in exercise physiology at the University of Tennessee. She has over 30 years of experience in the health, fitness, and wellness industry. Some of her experience includes working with hospital-based bariatric patients, fitness and design classes for the elderly, and she's a motivational speaker. An avid athlete, certified personal trainer, and owner of WYAO Hawaii Corporate Wellness, Terry believes in each person's ability to become their best self. So first off, aloha, Terry. How are you? Wonderful. And thank you so much. It's an honor to be here today. Thank you. Mahalo for coming in. Now, Terry, why is movement important to our physical health and overall well-being? Oh, my goodness. Um, First of all, I love your word choice, movement. From one standpoint, it doesn't conjure up having to go to the gym or having to run or do things we really don't care to do. Movement means to simply change position. Movement is derived from, I'm going to go a little geeky here, from a Latin word, montos exos, which really means to set in motion. Our bodies are so amazing. We are designed to move. We are three-dimensional. I mean, just look at how your shoulder moves in its socket or how your legs work or how you can bend, reach, and twists. Our bodies love movement. So when you set your body in motion with movement on a regular basis, all sorts of amazing stuff happens. The more we move, the better circulation. We have better blood flow that's nutrient rich. Our bones, tissues, ligaments, tendons are healthier and happier. We feel less stuck. We have more energy. I I still remember one of my mentors always says, if you want to have energy, you have to create it, meaning you got to get up and do something. We can focus better when we move more. Um, We are more creative. We can help our anxiousness decrease, decrease chances of, um, excuse me, decrease chances of disease such like cancer, heart diseases, and diabetes. It does. It helps us sleep better, helps us rejuvenate and feel renewed. And this affects our overall sense of well-being and how we show up for ourselves and for our family and for work and life just in general. And in movement, and when we move more, it helps us create better connectiveness with ourselves and with each other. We sit more now than we ever have in history. And a little fun fact, just on the side, um, I'm going to geek out again just a bit. Um, The more that we move, the better our tissues are hydrated with the more movement that we have throughout the day. Interesting. I feel like now we should be doing this podcast standing up. I think we should. It hurts me that I'm sitting. But anyways, uh, Terry... A term that gets thrown around a lot that I'm not very familiar with is this term sedentary. What is that and what are some examples? Ooh, that's another fantastic question. So in a nutshell, really being sedentary means little movement. So you're sitting more than you're moving around, really. So, and this is on a regular basis, a consistent regular basis. So I want 
I, before we jump further into it, remember this is really relative to each person. So take for instance, my, my, one of my neighbors, old man, Joe, he's out there. I don't know how old he is, but he's probably close to 90. You can't tell. Great name though. Old man, Joe, Joe, you know, it's so old man, Joe, you see him walking (laughs) down my street, just shuffling along. So if you look at that, you go, well, he doesn't move a whole lot, but he's moving for what he needs. One day, old man, Joe yells at, gosh, sorry. He yells out out to me and he goes, Terry, what do I do? I I want to get stronger. I want to get faster. And I say, well, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can't kill this guy. And so I said, just, just maybe go a little faster, just for a little bit. Then he goes, okay. And off he goes. Oh Lordy, I did not see him for the next week. I thought I killed him. I know. But the next time I saw him, he was standing a little taller and moving a little bit more. So that just speaks to movement is very, is very personal for each person. So you really want to be able to move from point A to point B and then move more throughout the day. So we want to be moving more than sitting. And so examples, let's think about that. Well, sitting, sitting more than you're actually standing, sitting longer than 30 minutes at a time. You're sitting for eight hours a day, driving and parking as close to you can to the store. You know, we've all heard this and we laugh about it, right? But you know, can you park a little further away and create opportunities to move more throughout the day using drive-throughs when you can actually walk in. I got busted for that one. I went through a drive-through at a bank and my, one of my friends that was with me goes, I can't believe you're using a drive-through. Oh my goodness. So since then I've never used a drive-through ever again, (laughs) choosing to stay on social media when you could actually really go outside. That's a big one. That is a big one. And, and we know that it, it sucks us in pretty good, but that's, that's starting to create awareness around how much you're moving and, or sitting, um, not walking your dogs on a regular basis. And so when you're not moving, you're not expending energy. So just think of it in terms of, if you look at yourself, how often are you sitting versus standing? So obviously, mm-hmm. obviously movements are, are, are a big factor in affecting our physical health, but let's talk about uh, the effects that it has on our mental health and our overall well-being. Mm, yes. Okay. So that's a really good one. Oh, again, movement is like magic for us. And the less we move, the more our body really takes a beating, so to speak. So our bone health, heart health, brain health, they all kind of suffer. Think about when we sit, just just us sitting here right now, like you said, we should be standing. But when we sit, we need to be in a stacked position. Okay. Look at how you are after just 30 minutes of sitting alone. More than likely you're slouched, your head is forward and your core isn't working because you're not sitting tall anymore. So now gravity is having this amazing effect of pulling you all forward. I know we're all, and for those of you I'm that adjusting are, myself I as know, we speak. we're all adjusting <laughs> yourself, myself included. So, so we want to be in this stack position. So when just from a physical standpoint, from sitting, we wound up slouched and then multiply that out over hours and hours day in, day out at a time, how does your body wind up, you know, after weeks, months, years of sitting for these 30, 60, eight hour days, and we're not doing anything to reset ourselves. So think about it. 
you're now slouched. You've been sitting forward. Your core isn't working. Your butt, your gluteus maximus is all glued together like baklava. It's all sticky. Hips feel terrible. Then you accidentally drop that pen on the floor. You go to pick it up and you wrench your back. Guess what? That's all because you've been sitting in a slouched position. All movement begins from a stacked position. So very, very simply something that we take for granted, which is sitting, and we've not been taking the moments to get up and move, guess what? It, re- it basically caused us to wrench our back. All because we were in a terrible body position from sitting. And this is just looking at sitting. Our ranges of motion, how you move through, you know, how your body can reach, bend, and twist, they start to diminish. diminish. I think we've heard the word fascia, which is all that amazing biological material that, that, that encompasses all of our ligaments, tendons, internal organs, that all gets glued together. Often we're like, oh my gosh, my muscles hurt. What's really it is, it's our fascia getting all glued together. Our muscles aren't as strong. So the more that we sit, we're not working against gravity. Our, our muscles become weaker. Our whole skeletal system becomes weaker heart health alone. Think about our heart. Our heart is amazing. And the more that we sit and not just move more throughout our day, the more the heart has to beat. And so it creates, it becomes less and less efficient. Also, you're not getting the oxygenated rich blood that you need for all your muscles, tissues, ligaments, and stuff. Um, And this includes, you're not getting this oxygen rich blood that needs to go to our brain. So one other thing with your heart health, so the more that your your heart has to pump on a regular basis, more than likely too what's happening is that your your vein your arteries and veins they're becoming less and less pliable. So you're not able to get the blood flowing as easily through the your veins and arteries. So everything is having to work overtime. You're not as efficient from a mental, from our mental wellness or mental fitness perspective, it all follows suit with the rest of our body. Our brain seems to become less, it becomes kind of foggy, more foggy. You might feel more anxious, a little more depressed, decreased cognition. This goes for kids too. Our kids, they have to move. Um, and you do set yourself up for long-term diseases such as Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, poor sleep, and a lack of overall sense of that well-being. Yeah, and that yeah. actually kind of leads into my next question about the the impact that an inactive lifestyle will pose as people get older. Oh, absolutely. So you take everything that we were just talking about and and throw that into the pot. Now let's just add falling. You know, think about our our elder, our seniors, our older population and falling. So you're from an increasing, you're increasing your risk of falling, you're increasing your chances of disease or lack of management of diseases, cancers, heart conditions, diabetes, decreased judgment, all the way up to your ability to live life to its fullest on your own. Meaning you start losing the ability to do your daily activities. Think about all the things you do on a regular basis from when you get out of bed in the morning and you stand up, you go to the bathroom, you get on and off a toilet, you get into, out of a shower or a bathtub, you clothe yourself, get and and then from there, walking downstairs, going upstairs, even if it's just one or two stairs, you start losing this ability to do your daily activities and take care of yourself. I mean, just think about what you have to do when you go out into the world, grocery shopping, bend, lift, twist, 
uh, and so all that becomes, that starts decreasing. Guess what? Now you start becoming more and more dependent on other people. You start losing your independence. You know, I, one of my mentors growing up was a lady by the name of Charlotte Hensley, and she was actually my mom's exercise, group exercise instructor. This is way back when I had no clue what group exercise was and, you know, fitness instructors. And, but my mom would go to the civic center three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, like clockwork to go work out with Charlotte Hensley. And when I didn't have anything else to do, she would drag me kicking and screaming to go exercise. I'm like, okay. But the thing that sat with me and I still remember to this day is number one, I'm watching Charlotte Hensley run circles around everyone. I'm like, how is she doing this? She's like 102 years old. And, and she would always talk about you always, we need to move three-dimensionally. We need to be able to get on the floor, off the floor, move more throughout the day. And this was over 40 years ago, mind you. This is before we've had this resurgence of, whoa, we've got to sit more than we're, we need to stand more than we're sitting. But she always talked about being able to do your daily activities. Charlotte Hensley passed away about three years ago at the, at the good old age of around 96 years old. Right up until that time, she was still teaching 10 classes a week. Wow. It was, it's, it's just, it's just amazing. Now on the flip side, working with some of my other clients along the road and prehab and rehab work that I've done along the way. I remember one guy, we'll call him Fred. He was six foot four, huge guy. He came into the prehab center and he was just like, he had shoulder issues. Turns out it was a hip issue that was going on. And finally one day I just said, so show me how you get to the floor. And he looked around the room and he went, um, so he went to the corner of the room and he put his hands where the walls meet in the corner and he walked himself down. Mind you, this gentleman was only in his fifties. He could no longer get to the floor and get off of the floor. And it was such a shocker and eye opener to me that I went, whoa, we need to do more to remind people to be aware of how much they're moving or not moving throughout the day. Yeah. Absolutely. And just kind of listening to our bodies uh, in that mm -hmm. way. So that actually leads into my next question about how we can incorporate more movements uh, into our day. What do we need to be doing and how do we do it? I wish I had the million dollar answer for you. You know, <laughs> that is always to me a very, very tricky question. And the reason I say that is I really feel after years of doing wellness and fitness and everything in between, I really feel it's very personal for each person. And you have to really find ways that inspire you, yourself, to move more. Um, you have to know why. And you have to, why do you want to move more throughout your day? You know, you need to know that. Why do you want to have a better sense of well-being? You've got to start there. And you need to also be aware of how much you're moving or not moving. So in the work that I do on a regular basis with companies that we work with, we do more consulting. We always incorporate movement into our meetings just to give people a moment of time to breathe more, um, awareness, and then maybe try on a different hat for size so they can see, oh, movement isn't maybe as scary as we think it is. So some perspectives on incorporating more movement would be sitting taller and mindfully breathing. This immediately helps us create energy. Maybe taking five to 10 minute walks periodically throughout the day, gardening. I love this one. If you have a, if you have a yard like I do, the leaves never stop. So I'm always out there constantly raking. Get up every 30 or 60 minutes and maybe you get up and 
pick three favorite moves from yoga or strength training or just even just reaching and spend maybe three minutes just moving in doing those three exercises that make sense to you. Maybe it's taking the stairs or parking a little further away from the front door um, and not using the drive-thrus as we mentioned earlier. Maybe it's washing your car playing with your kids on the playground, whatever it is, it should be fun. Look forward to it. And if you dread it, forget it. (laughs) Terry, let's talk about, um, and this question uh, is one that I I would assume you get asked a lot, but let's Mm. talk about the suggested duration a person should be active. Mm, That's a great question. So bottom line across the board, all um, governing bodies, um, American College of Sports Medicine, World Health Organization, they agree, hands down, bottom, bottom line, we all have to move more, period. Okay, so that's all that stuff that we were talking about. Now, when we want to up the ante, kind of like my friend, old man Joe there, he he increased his physical activity a little bit more for what made sense for him. But what the World Health Organization, American College of Sports, um, Sports Medicine uh, recommendations are is 150 to 300 minutes of moderate to intense vigor or intense exercise, physical exercise. So now you're going to take your walking and walk just a little bit, a little bit quicker, a little bit brisker to get that heart rate up. So let's just take the minimum, 150 minutes. That equals out to five days a week, 30 minutes a day. And the cool part with that is, is that you don't have to do the whole 30 minutes at one stop. You can break that up into, you know, three 10 minute segments throughout the day. And So again, I want to reiterate across the board, we really have to move more throughout our days, throughout the day period. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Terry, let's talk about what people can do to keep track of their activity, whether it's the five for 30 or splitting it up into 10 minute segments, uh, just how people can keep track of their physical activity. Yeah. So right off the top of my head, have an accountability partner. This way you have positive support as you're ready to take care of yourself. Wearables are good. If they, if you understand how to use them and the data that comes out of them makes sense, keep it simple. Maybe notes on your calendar, uh, notes around your computer, notes on your bathroom mirror, timers. My dog, Bailey, Mr. B-Man, he reminds me every day at 4 p.m., it's time for the walk. Let's go. So he's a great <laughs> nudge and he's a great cue. So and so again, I'm going to go back and, and ask you to think of this question for yourself. What is a reminder that motivates and inspires you and reminds you your why you're going to get up and actually move? Yeah, that's a great point. Just finding uh, intrinsic ways of motivating us, whether it's a family member, uh, a pet, uh, Mm -hmm. those are all great ideas. Uh, Last couple of questions for you, Terry. What can parents do to encourage their kids to be active, especially in this day and age that we're living in? There's so much social media and Mm -hmm. internet and all these other things going on, but what can parents do? Oh, parents, you play a huge role here. And what a gift you've been given to lead and inspire your children and lead by example. Your children learn so, so much from you, good, bad, and indifferent. If you sit mostly, guess what? They're going to do that too. You can tell, you cannot tell them what to do, just like you can't tell each one of us what to do, right? So they have to see it and experience it. We live, and we also live in an amazing place. Get your kids out, move with them, get them on the playground 
rounds, whatever's fun. Just lead by example. Keep it fun. No judgment for sure. And you know, right now, again, kids move less than they ever had have. And according to the World Health Organization, is that 80% of the world's adolescents are physically inactive. So, you know, going back to one of the things my mom did is after family dinners, we'd all take a walk, kicking and screaming, but we did it. But you know what? That laid a seed that planted a seed and that seed kept getting watered. And so for me, one of my basics to my self-care and what I do on a regular basis is just moving more. But that was planted and, and, and that was planted by my parents for sure. Um, it was cute. Just the other day I was out walking Mr. Bailey and there was a son and his dad, they were coming up the big hill. They were riding bikes and you could hear the son grumbling. He was probably, I don't know, I get maybe eight, nine, 10 years old, but he's grumbling. I want to go home. I want to go home. And dad's like, okay, now where to? How about the baseball park? And the kid's like, I want to go home. <laughs> and I'm laughing going, oh my gosh, you know what? Parents, you just, you, you, you keep a positive attitude because guess what? Years from now, your kid will remember the fun and the adventure that you had along the way. And who knows what they might find at the dog park or at the baseball park and what an adventure it is. And sometimes you just have to get out and start moving. I love it. I need to get out and start moving and I'm going to go find old man Joe because he's still making it happen. Uh, thank you so much, Terry Dietz, for helping us connect the dots on moving more for better health. Connecting the dots is a UHA sponsored podcast. If my workplace offers UHA health insurance, how do I check if my physician is part of the UHA network? Where do I go to review my health plan benefits? Can I order my prescriptions online? Do you cover telehealth appointments with my doctor? I'm a business owner. How can I get a quote for UHA health insurance? At UHA, we're here to make healthcare simple. For all these answers, just go to our website at uhahealth.com.